Bienvenidos to Melo Merezco. I'm your host, Andrea Teeda. In this show, we learn from amazing individuals who are at different stages of their journey. These are individuals with different careers who took the leap, are breaking generational patterns, and are creating their own reality. Therefore, with any goals we have, these conversations remind us that Melo Merezco. No other explanation needed. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Melo Merezco. We have another awesome guest today. We have Sofia Ilar. She's a content creator and marketing strategist. I'm super excited to learn more about her story, her expertise on all of this and social media marketing, all that. So with that being said, Sofia, thank you so much for being here. How are you? Thank you for having me. I'm doing really well. I'm so excited. I feel like we've been going back and forth for a while. So (laughs) I'm glad that we finally make this happen. Yeah, Yeah, I'm super, super excited. So I'm also glad that we were able to make this happen. And so let's start with the first question is, how did you got started into this content creation or marketing strategist journey? Oh, can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Oh, yeah. So how, how did you how did you get started? How did I get started in content creation? Con- like pretty much like what were like those events that kind of led to to you becoming a content creator? And yeah. Strategist? Um. Great question. So. For honestly, even when I was younger, I feel like my family always called me reporterita. Like there was just this joke that I was like the reporter. I was the one that was always telling people what was going on. Um, But I used to actually have a dance studio and I used to do so many different things. My family is full of entrepreneurs as well. Um, And basically it was just the start of like creating content for people. Like I was always filming myself. I was filming myself absolutely everything. I would film when I was hosting dance classes. I would film when I was teaching. I would film the products I was wearing, I was using on my hair, the clothes I was wearing. And so I just kind of started with sharing with people. And I, I am an extrovert. I love being around people. I love sharing and I love connecting. And so I think that's one of the things that um, was my advantage for sure. Um, over the pandemic, my dance studio actually closed. My I stopped doing my dance lessons. Um, I was teaching outdoors for a little bit. Um, and then I just think there was a pivot in my life where, you know, I saw that there was a lot of people saying, you know, that I was doing really well on social media. And although um, for me, to be honest, I saw social media as a hobby at the beginning because mm-hmm. when I was, yes, I needed it as a tool to promote my dance lessons. I needed yeah. it as a tool to promote and to see what people were doing and go to events. Like that's kind of how I met a lot of people when I was younger. And it kind of hit me during the pandemic that, you know, all we needed was promotion. Everybody needed, you know, to be seen online, how to be discovered. And that's kind of when the, when the flip just switched and I started creating content for, I, one of my, sorry, I actually hired a coach at the beginning because I felt so lost. I was so confused. I was like, I don't know what I would do. And that transition actually ended up her and I just chatting about content and social media. And then that's how our um, my services and my new business came to be, um, essentially from just hearing, constantly hearing what other people were saying that they needed. And then I just took action. Um, so yeah, that's kind of how, that's okay. how we got started. Yeah. Do you think that was like a mindset shift that you needed for, because I know for a lot of people like TikTok or social media is like, it's for the younger crowd or it's like not a sustainable, sustainable business, at least like before, maybe before 2020. So was that a kind of like a mindset shift that you had to do or, or how was that transition? I think the transition, um, if there was a mindset shift I had to make was that it was okay to charge more. Um, to be honest with you, um, 
I was so used to working a job and so I was used to a certain amount of income and I was used to a certain amount of work and receiving amount of pay for it. And so the mindset mm-hmm. shift that I had to make was that I was actually really valuable. Like the work and the and the information that I had was so rich and that it wasn't worth $15 an hour. It didn't have to be, you know, 16, 17, $18 an hour. And there was more money in the world with the amount of knowledge you don't get paid for, um, you know, like the things that you do right now, but you get you get paid for essentially the value and the knowledge that you bring mm-hmm. to the world. And so that's kind of the mindset shift that I, I, I had to make because I was stuck in a mindset of I was constantly making like a thousand, two thousand dollars a month. Mm-hmm. And I mean, maybe it was sustainable when I was 18 years old, but not anymore. Right. Yeah, and no. so I had to get comfortable with, you know, charging more and also investing in myself. Um, that was also a mindset shift because in order for people to invest in me, I had to do some pretty big investments and level up my knowledge, level up my skills. Um, and that's kind of how it came about. I also had to stop worrying about the fact that I was a little younger. Like you said, social media um, is for the younger crowd, some may say. And so I kept saying, like, I'm too young. Who's going to want to work with me? And I'm not I'm not really young. I'm in my 20s and I'm in my yeah. mid 20s and 25. Oh, wow. Um, and I kept thinking like, I'm too young. Who's going to want to work with me. Mm. But the mindset shift that I make made was I'm young. I know exactly what's, what's, what you need to be doing on social media. I know exactly the target audiences that you're doing. Technology and media is in my age of time. So of course people are going to want to hire me. And that mindset shift took a while. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It continues to be something that kind of just sits in the back of my brain, but I just have to remember that that is my superpower. Yeah, and it kind of like sounds like how you said you have the expertise because you're doing the dance studio and like uh, making a bunch of videos. So your knowledge accumulated for you to actually do this whole content creator, being a content creator and marketing strategist. So it definitely makes sense. Um, For you, what were like those obstacles that you kind of like faced, like either mindset ones, like the one that you just mentioned, or more like logistics of like actually starting a business on like it's mostly, would would that be like a more online type of service where and then like and then one-on-one or how how does that work and like what were the obstacles with that yeah i think there's so many obstacles to be honest with you like (laughs) business is hard and nobody tells you that it's all like entrepreneurship make your own money work from anywhere that's not really what it is it does mean work from everywhere it means bring your laptop everywhere and do the work and nobody and that's the thing is nobody's willing to do the work at the beginning and a lot of people do fail at the beginning Um, and they let their failures keep them stuck and then they don't try again. Um, I had a lot of obstacles at the beginning. I faced things like uh, legal issues, refunds, um, you know, arguments with clients, not not, not arguments, just like um, not seeing eye to eye, Mm. um, down to like website marketing, like graphic designing, like all the things that come to do with business that you just think it's like, oh, I started a business and it's like financials, like money, you need money to do things and you need to make money. So you have to promote your services, but in order to make money, you got to spend money. So there was a lot of obstacles I faced. Um, I thank God that my biggest cheerleaders are my family. So if I ever needed anything, my family was always around. They were always like, hey, you know what? You can't do this. Let's do it this way. You can't figure it out. I got you. And so I'm grateful that, you know, I know a lot of people's, um, Sometimes their obstacles have to do with family and people around them not believing in them. Um, I was more so the one that, like, I believed in myself, but 
I kept seeing these obstacles. And sometimes um, I think when we experience obstacles or what I, when I was facing them at the beginning, I just kept thinking, you know what, maybe this isn't for me. Like, maybe I just should give it up. You know, I'm trying this for three months. I'm facing so many like walls and walls and walls. And then I was like, I'm only three months in, you know? And I think like, it's so easy to want to to want to give in at the beginning because mm-hmm. it's hard. It's supposed to be hard yeah. because if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. And if it was easy, it wouldn't be worth it. And so that's what I continue to tell myself. So now three years later, I do mm-hmm. offer one-on-one in-person, uh, virtual. Um, I do group coaching. I also have speaking engagements. So there's multiple wow. kind of sides to my business. Yeah. But it started with, yeah, just in person, just solving one problem mm-hmm. and really just supporting people at a high level with content creation. Oh, well, that's actually that's really interesting because recently I saw I think it was a podcast. I'm not really sure. Or there's a YouTube video. And he was talking about how when you set a project or whatever you're working on, you should set it for three years because at least like, let's say for the podcast, it's yeah. you're you're like finding your style and how to speak, like how to form better questions, you know, interviewing all of that stuff. The second year is like marketing and like figuring around all the social media stuff and how to grow it. And then the third year is when like things start to flow a bit better. So I'm like, that that makes sense because right now uh, that's exactly like what I'm trying to figure out. Like, how do I make better questions? How do I interview better? How do mm-hmm. I uh, interact better with, with individuals or, you know, stuff like that. And then also trying to figure yeah. out the social media and stuff. But yeah, it definitely makes sense where like we shouldn't... And like, I think- and I think the biggest part is that sometimes you don't ask for feedback. So mm. usually people run away from feedback. That's yeah. something that was my struggle at the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Feedback kills me. Like I was, <laughs> I, I always took everything as like, it is so serious. So anytime somebody would give me feedback, I would cry. I would get oh, emotional. Wow. I was so upset about it. And I realized like feedback, feedback is information and we need information. So every yeah. time somebody would tell me, or I would, you know, at the beginning when I said I dealt with having to refund some clients, mm-hmm. some legal stuff, even just like miscommunication within clients, that was mm-hmm. all feedback to integrate back and saying, okay, how mm-hmm. can I do better again? And mm-hmm. so again, sometimes when you're starting a business, that's literally all you're going to face at the beginning. It's like roadblocks, roadblocks, <laughs> roadblocks. You should have done it better. You could have done it like this. You should have mm-hmm. done it like that. We can either do one thing. We could be like, okay, this is literally what I was going to do. I was like, Maybe I'm just not meant for this business stuff. I'm just going to go be a server again. I actually ended up, uh, I do have a social work uh, diploma uh, for college. So I was like, maybe I should just become a social worker. Um, But I'm really glad that I stayed through like that grit, like Mm. just making sure that that feedback was going to fuel my business and and fuel me and not tear me down, you know? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's, that's important. And the feedback part is really I think that's something I should start implementing. Like um, after the after the interviews, like, oh, what did you think about the episode? Or what can I improve on? Or even like the people who yeah. actually listen to them. That's 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 a really good idea. Um, were there any other obstacles or or events that kind of like shifted the tra- trajectory of your of your business? So like it kind of like triggered it to be more successful than than you thought it, w- it could have. Um, what, so 
so your question is what kind of um helped my business evolve and kind of what kept moving the business Mm -hmm. further um honestly i think it was believing in myself i think people Mm. really believe in you as much as you believe in yourself and so if i kept showing up as like i didn't know what i was doing i'm unfulfilled i hate this place i don't want to do this i don't know what (laughs) i'm doing half the time there's a difference between being organic and really sharing like hey you know what i'm struggling but Mm -hmm. also you have to I realized like you have to show up for your business. You have to show up for yourself excited. If you're not, mm. how are you going to expect other people to buy from you and say, hey, this is the person I want to work with. This is mm. the place I want to go to visit. This is the location I want to have. And so mm. that was that shift is if you're not excited about your own business, of course, there's going to be tough days. Of course, I want to wake up and I'm like, oh, okay. You know what? I faced some challenges, but you have to be excited about it. And I think that shifted my business. I started to change the way I, I was looking at things and the things I was looking at began to change. And okay. that's, that's the thing is you keep if I kept seeing like, okay, I don't love this. I don't love the certain clients I have, or maybe mm-hmm. I, I was charging too little. So I kept being burnt out or mm-hmm. yeah, I was actually, I was actually, that, that's what's happening. I was charging really little. I was taking on so many clients and I was so burnt out. And mm-hmm. so while I was thinking, nobody's going to pay me more and I'm going to keep being burnt out and I don't enjoy what I'm doing. I just said, you know what? Let me raise my prices. Raising my prices obviously came with me purchasing higher level equipment so I could serve my clients better. But it was just about navigating those and saying, well, okay, instead of me taking on 10 clients, I'm gonna take on three and I can serve them better. And it started making me feel better. I got more excited about what I was doing. I had more time. Um, I didn't have to be like running around. So I was really looking at quality over quantity at a certain mm-hmm. point and that that did grow my business um because i my, i felt like my clients had more of that one-on-one time they mm-hmm. love being able to kind of have that exclusivity as well yeah. where it's just us and you don't have to worry about constantly you know not fighting for my attention but i feel like sometimes <laughs> when you work with people you kind of have to fight for their attention you're like oh my gosh like they don't have time for me and so um and so that's something that i i really had to look at and say um yeah something's has to shift because i can't keep continuing to be burnt out mm-hmm. i'm not operating as the best version of myself and and we go through those right sometimes we think um it's always going to be like good la da da and we're not going to have situations happen but the realisticness of business it is a roller coaster and it not mm-hmm. not that it has like highs and lows all the time that just sometimes you go high and you experience a little bit over here and then you go here and then you go back here and then you stay here for a while. Then you go back here because our economy is changing. Businesses are changing. Like it's not just about me. Like the people that are buying or working with me also have a life and a business as well. And so I made sure I, I was focusing on the things that I could control, the things that I could literally take advantage, take control of myself and anything else. I left it to God and just social media. <laughs> I, it sounds like you were very like intentional and like also very aware of like how energy is very contagious. So were you like watching like videos or reading books that helped you with this mindset? Cause not everybody has that or has that like intention is important or energy or how you, how you portray yourself to others. So for you, were you, did you have any like resources that helped you with that? this is going to sound really cliche and some people may or may not agree with this, but my biggest resources, my biggest resource was God. Mm. I can't say anything else, but God was my strategist. God is my CEO and God is the one that I look to, to say, Hey, 
what do you like am i like this is happening like i need some help and the biggest reason why i say that is because if you stand for nothing you're going to fall for anything and so if you don't have a foundation of where you stand i knew that i want my platform and my business to glorify the lord and so if it is and you know and i'm looking to him for everything that's where i'm going to find my understanding that's where I'm going to find my support. That's where I can go to when things are tough. And that's the thing is people can, people ask me, what books do you read? Who's your mentor? What podcast do you listen to? And I'm like, do you have a relationship with God? Like, because at the end of the day, for me, this isn't for everybody. And I know this platform isn't just, you know, for Christians, but yeah. I'm, you have a Christian on your podcast. <laughs> um, for me, that's the most important thing because I find that my business grew when I gave it to God. And right now I'm at a point where I have to surrender it all to him and say, God, I need you to help me and give me the strategies. Because here's the thing, when you don't believe in anything and when you don't, you don't believe in God, to be honest, and, and you kind of look and see what everybody else is doing. It's so easy to compare yourself and it's yeah. so easy to get lost in what everybody else is doing. You're going to look and somebody's doing this. You're going to look and somebody's doing that. But when you know who created you and when you know the value that you have and when you know, essentially, the source of what you're like of everything that you do, you produce from that. And you say, you know what? I'm going to stay the course because that is shiny. But what is God have for me. And so, um, yeah, prayer. Um, I'm surrounded by an amazing community of great people and Christian mentors um, that support me along the way. Um, do I read books? Yes. But to be honest, a lot of books have a biblical foundation anyways. They just don't okay. call it. They just don't put a verse to it. But they'll say all these things. Mm -hmm. But it's it does come from the Bible. Um, someone could challenge me on that. <laughs> but um, I do also I do have a fair share of books. I'm not going to lie. They do stand there. Uh, one of my favorite books that I kind of, um, we were talking about time and, you know, where we, where we mm -hmm. spend our time and energy. It's yeah. called At Your Best by Carrie, um, Carrie Newoff. Okay. And it's a faith-based book. And it really teaches you how to manage your time and when you're at your best, when you're at your like red zone, green zone and yellow zone. So that book has really helped me to find like, hey, like, you know those times where you're working and you're just like cloudy and your brain's just tired and exhausted i'm like maybe it's not the time for me to be like editing and or sending emails maybe this time is for me to just like rest okay. but then there's like my yellow my green zone which is like right in the morning 8 a.m i'm still in my pajamas doesn't matter i can come to my computer and get my best work done so right. as like those books have really helped me because sometimes it's just finding out it's not about like seeing Yes, it's about seeing other people and being able to say, okay, what do you do? But sometimes it's just you asking yourself, like, what do you like? Like, what do you like to yeah. work? Like, I can work, I work best in my pajamas and like, I don't know, a robe than I do after I shower and put makeup on. So it's like, sometimes it doesn't look like what the world is doing and you just gotta soak in. Um, mentors, I think you asked mentors podcasts or uh, is there any videos that I watch? Um, you know, one thing that's really important for me and why I'm really sensitive to what I look at, what I listen to is because you have to look at what people do, not what they do, right? Mm -hmm. So easy to like read a book and listen to a podcast and listen to a video and say, okay, this person's saying all these fancy things. She's telling me to have a to-do list. She's telling me to wake up at 5 a.m. She's telling me to go to the gym. And then you're, you wonder like, but do you do that? Like, what do your fruit, what are your fruits look like? So um, that's where sometimes I'm like, yeah, I can listen to all these podcasts and I can listen to all these things. But ultimately, 
um, what like what does your walk look like? And and so that's mm. something I'm really sensitive to about like what's pouring into me and being really intentional with what I look at. Um, but yeah, most of all, it's my faith. Sorry, that was long. I gotta <laughs> no, just no. edit it there. <laughs> that's beautiful. Um, there's two points that I want to make. There's like the one where like, at least like for me, I'm not religious. But I definitely do believe, like, on the universe and God. Like, I, it's interchangeable for me. But that definitely has helped me be more, like, uh, how you say, have that more, found, like, better foundation. And definitely helps me, like, when I'm, I'm like, lost or whatever. It's like, I could ask the universe, like, help me with this or can you guide me with this and all that. So I, I could definitely see that. And there's, there's this, um, I don't know if you heard of Andrew Huberman. <clears throat> he He's a neuroscientist, I believe. And he was... I watched like a bit of the clip, but he was talking about how he started doing a lot of prayer in the mornings. And even though he's not a religious person, I believe he he started implementing that, and he still doesn't understand it. Like like scientifically, he just doesn't understand it. But he says like that's the thing. Like you just have to like surrender type of thing. So and that's that's like the, yeah. the beautiful the beautiful thing because he started seeing a lot of changes and and I think maybe it's not for everybody like you said, but. Yeah, definitely. It's maybe something to try, or, or people are like start exploring. And then how, and the other the other point was like um exploring more with yourself, like learning more about yourself. That's something not a lot of people do. So definitely like learning more about you, so you could know what your foundation is. And then there's this book I read, Discover Your Destiny. I don't know if you heard it by Robin Sharman. And towards the end, I think he talks about like how you have to create like as much as you get so much information from podcasts, books, whatever wherever you got your, your info, you have to create your own philosophy in life. Like you gotta, yeah. like you take in whatever, whatever, whatever you want, but then like you, at the end of the day, it's your, you create your own philosophy. I think yeah. I already made three points in there, but there's one more I want to make. There's, I forgot what, I, um, oh, for me, I, that's something, another thing I struggle with. I just like, I get a lot of information and I just want to follow that through. Like right now, um, I don't know if you heard of Dr. Mindy Pels. She's into like fasting and like, using your menstrual cycle to to um using your menstrual cycle to be more productive because there's like different phases and whatnot so i'm like that's super interesting and then with the fasting part i wanted to try but there's like so much information that i feel like i have to learn or or like like significant foundational stuff so i need to get more into it and like sometimes i just want to take it in and like do it like as soon as possible but it's like no you got to do the research and like what's the right way to do so um, but yeah, those are the points I want to make and like what you said about God and all that. It's like definitely very beautiful and, and, um, it's definitely, yeah, I, it, it helps with the foundation. Yeah. I think the biggest thing, like I mentioned, if you don't stand for anything, you're going to fall for anything. So yeah. even if you take information about, you know, you wanting to fast and you want to lear- learn how to match your menstrual cycle with this, it's like, or you listen to somebody tell you to get up at 5am every day and, mm-hmm. you know, go to the gym because that's the most productive thing you do in the morning or somebody tells you like, no, you have to stay up late and burn the midnight oil. Like you're always going to have constant opinion. So this is where me, I'm like, I go to God. Cause to be honest, the world is going to tell me what the world is going to tell me. There is everybody in anybody's opinion. Your grandma yep. has an opinion, your mom has an opinion. And people you don't even know will have an opinion and an impact on your life. And you get to decide what you do with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, you, we're consumers, right? Yeah. We're, we're consumers. We take but you also have to be intentional where the source is coming from, the information, because yeah. then you decide, like, is this for me? Does me, or does this not serve me? And you yeah. get to make that decision of like, okay, somebody's telling me this, like, eh, it doesn't really resonate with me. That happens yeah. to me a lot of the time. I'm like, I love, you know, it, I love the information 
coming in, but it doesn't resonate with me. And it's also not where I am in my life. So I also think mm-hmm. like that's a really great, um, you have to ask yourself, like, where are you in your life? Are you yeah. listening to the people that have what you want? And also, um, where's the source of the information coming from? For me, I'm very, like I said, I'm very intentional where I take information from my mentors, what I listen to, um, because it's all attached to my business. And I'm, you know, I I always say, uh, one of my mentors taught me this and they said, connected to everything attached to nothing. And because I'm connected, it's also really important that you're you're mindful of that. Um, But the foundation of your life, for, or my life, sorry, I should say, is has to be built on on God. So um, unfortunately, sometimes there are things I say no to right now. Like, for example, maybe six months ago, it wasn't the time for me to be on your podcast. Mm-hmm. And I have to pray about these things. Like, Lord, when do you want me to speak on this platform? How do you want me to show up? Um, you know, is there certain clients I got to say no to? Is there yeah. certain I can't go anymore? And and that I think it's um, it's it's part of your process and it's part of a process as a business owner and as a person. And it can be really hard because along the way, a lot of people and a lot of things may not align anymore. Yeah. And there's kind of that cancel culture vibe that people will no longer want to like talk to you or work with you because you're moving a certain way. And I'm like, you know what? Mm-hmm. It's like I and people say this a lot um, on Instagram and stuff. And they say rejection is God's protection. And I truly believe that anytime that I'm either rejected. Somebody says no to me. I've said, I've gotten no so many times. I've ended business partnerships so many times. And I always say like, this is protection. And, but again, it's all because my foundation really comes mm-hmm. from focusing on what God wants for me. And if it's not what he wants for me, then I just got to have peace with it. Yeah. And it kind of, it goes back to like also surrendering to like what the result is, you could say, because sometimes people will take it personal. So like having that foundation, it's it allows you to set your boundaries, knowing that it's okay and not being attached to what, to what the to all the what ifs that could have happened if that person or situation would have been a yes. So yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely, um, something to take in to take in. Um, another question I have is for like skill wise, how what were the the skills that you had to learn either like. Um, like for you personally, like those resources, like, I mean, we talk about God, um, in your case, but for like logistics in your business, like what skills did you have to learn in the beginning or would you, or you will recommend people who want to start their business, like to start learning as soon as possible? I would say intentionality and discipline. Um, you have to be a person of your word. Like, um, I know this was tough for me at the beginning with business. Like mm-hmm. I would say, oh yeah, I'm going to edit that video when I wasn't editing it. Or I would say like, I'm going to make sure I do this at this time and I wasn't doing it. Or I was saying my deadline was Friday and I would finish it Friday morning. Like okay. you have to be a person of your word. And it's something I'm constantly working on, like personally, mm-hmm. on my personal life. It's something I struggle with because sometimes there's things that I don't want to do or there's people, there's like, you know, life is di- like per- <laughs> on a personal level, I, I am struggling on it. And I'll be real on <laughs> On a business level, I make sure, like, if I'm going to say something, I got to do it. This is integrity. It's part of discipline. It's part of building confidence. Um, that's a huge skill. Um, I do have a calendar. I have, like, three calendars. I have one right here. I have a paper one. I have my, my phone. Uh-huh. Everything's in my calendar. If it's not in my calendar, it doesn't exist. I don't do it if it's not in my calendar, um, which gets me into the habit of putting it in my calendar yeah. as a part of being intentional. I think another great skill that I've built is listening Uh, because if you're not listening to people and you're not able to have that compassionate heart of what people are looking for, that's actually where your best business ideas come from. Sometimes it's from Mm -hmm. other people's 
complaining, to be honest. <laughs> Somebody's complaining out there that they don't have the time to create content. Mm-hmm. Somebody's complaining about the fact that their business gets seen on Instagram, but they don't have time to create content because their business is busy. And, or, yeah. or some out there are saying like, or praying to God and saying, Lord, I need you to send me a mentor or somebody that can help me strategize my business. And so from mm-hmm. listening to that, I'm yeah. able to now, um, now create something from yeah. it or my services. But if I'm constantly doing and speaking and putting, yeah. like, if I was interrupting people, I would really mm-hmm. never get to that place where I'm listening and I'm taking yeah. in. Um, and that goes with like hand in hand. So listening and asking the right questions. Mm, yeah. Honestly, learning how to ask the right questions. Cause I could ask you like, Hey, how are you? Or I could ask you like, what was like the biggest highlight of your day today? Cause if you're, if I ask you, how are you? You're going to be like, I'm good. Yeah. You know what the highlight of your day was you're going to be like, Oh my gosh, I met this person. <laughs> I did this podcast. This is what happened. And so asking the right question to a business owner, instead of maybe being like, um, you know, uh, what's the biggest lesson you learned in your life? Like, what does your look like? Tell me, tell me what you do. Tell me three things you do in a day versus like, cause yeah, the biggest lesson is great, but like, <laughs> I want to know what you do. Like, tell me how you made yeah. $10 Tell me how you make a hundred million dollars. <laughs> tell me how you have a successful business. Give me, tell me your three, like most important things you do in a day. Mm. And you will learn, like, again, you, 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 um, who can duplicate what somebody does based on their actions. Cause talk is cheap, mm-hmm. but if somebody's telling me and I can see them doing it, I can duplicate yeah. that. So ask the right questions, being a great listener and really having discipline. And I, I see that, you know, falling over every area of my life, not just, per, not just business, yeah. but personal. right now I'm on a fitness journey and I've been sharing that. And one of the biggest reasons why I constantly come on and off of it is because of discipline, right? Mm-hmm. I can have great discipline in my business. Imagine if I put that same, same energy <laughs> back into into my my into fitness. fitness and now i am and so i noticed that the discipline that i have in my in my personal uh fitness journey it's leaking back into that like that discipline mm-hmm. that i have in my business and it's like amplifying it yeah so yeah i believe that those are things that will amplify you uh but then on the other side is you know there are things that you gotta let go of yes like there's that skill of letting go which i'm not good at <laughs> Letting go is hard for me. I'm not, I'm I'm a person who loves being in control. Mm. Um, I love and so it goes hand in hand with like me having so much faith, but also being like, God, I also want to take control. <laughs> um, and letting go of things that don't serve us. You know, we yeah. uh, one of the things that I'm learning right now. I'm in a really transition season, and I say people okay. come into your life for a season, a reason, or a lifetime. And so just being okay with the fact that. Uh, learning the skill of letting go and letting go with grace and yeah. forgiving with grace. And cause ultimately, you know, I mean, you're, you show your face on the podcast and on social media. we're people that people that we have to be people, people's people, people, a people's person. And so yeah. if something's going on in our personal life, you can tell right here. And so learning how to like balance that, like, yeah. you know, just, I think letting go and forgiveness allow us to release with grace. And when I have that grace, I can show up better in my business. But if I'm like, if I have this like bitterness, which I have, I'm not going to lie. I am a bitter. Sometimes I'm a bitter. And sometimes, you know, the, like I need a little more grace, but you think that that allows us to show up better in our business when it can be like, you know what? Like I release things come and go. That is how Mm -hmm. life works. Um, 
But yeah, that was a mouthful. So yeah, to summarize <laughs> that, like ask the right questions, be a great listener, build that discipline, discipline, yeah. build confidence, and then just learn how to let go of things that no longer serve you. Mm, interesting. There's this thing I heard about discipline where you kind of have to do, like discipline is kind of like you do it with, I think it's like a, like how you think about discipline because there's this episode I watch where like it's discipline with enthusiasm. So if you have enthusiasm, you're going to be disciplined. But you need discipline on the things that you don't really, you could say like or don't enjoy as much because if you're enthusiastic about the things that you like, like you're just going to do it no matter what. Like, you're, you're enthusiastic about it. And then discipline is more like the like the things that you don't like and, and it's like you got to be consistent with consistent with it no matter what. And then the other thing I want to mention was like, <clears throat> there's, I don't know if you heard about Diego, Diego Dreyfus, something like that. He's like a Mexican. I think he's Mexican. I'm not really sure. Um, but no, he, I haven't. He, there's this episode I, I listened from him where he talks about emotions and how our emotions, we can't control our emotions, but they're more of a war, like a signal of like, uh, yeah, a signal of like how, of what's kind of like triggering you and you being conscious about that allows you to, um, allows you to know how you're going to react to the situation because it's the emotion no matter what is going to come up you just have to know how you're going to react and i thought that was interesting on like how that the emotions are like a warning signal like okay yeah well um i was studying so two things on what you said discipline yeah. is actually a trigger word for some people because discipline yeah. um was used for some people to get beat you know when mm -hmm. they were younger yeah and so discipline when i because because i studied social work i think I, my brain kind of goes into like the mental health side sometimes yeah. and it's like, I understand why, why the word discipline and why the actual action of discipline is so hard for some people mm -hmm. because it's always seen and has a negative connotation around it or has a negative, um, like reinforcement yeah. around it that it, like, I'm going to have to do something. Right. Mm -hmm. I think how, like you said, like discipline with enthusiasm, I think also just shifting our mindset to, I get to do this, right? Like yeah. a lot of people don't have legs right now or can't wake up in the morning or can't move and don't have an able body, I get to go to the gym and work out. It's not mm -hmm. a matter of I have to, like, yeah. yes, but I get to do that. And so I think that that really allows you to have that gratitude mindset mm -hmm. around, around discipline. Mm -hmm. um, and the second thing that you said about our emotions, um, I was listening to this podcast, but also how my brain envisions things is always through pictures. Okay. So like you said, um, emotions and feelings are information. I think mm -hmm. of having like a filing cabinet in my brain, like, like a big, big room of files, like almost like a, like a, like a library, like those old school libraries, mm -hmm. all my emotions and all my feelings, I get to say, okay, this does serve me. Okay. This is information. I'm going to store it in here. Next time it happens. I know when this emotion comes up, mm -hmm. that's what it is. And so I have, it's almost like keeping a track record of like a journal and yeah. that, but that's how my brain works. I'm like, Oh, I've been here before. This mm -hmm. triggers me. This affects me. Yeah. Now, not going through it in a place of ignorance now mm -hmm. i'm aware that i feel this way when this emotion yep. comes when this happens so now i can go up go back to my little brain filing cabinet <laughs> and be like oh this happened these last times what did i do when these emotions came up and that's how yeah. i mean I'm not perfect at it i'm not gonna lie because sometimes i still get triggered and i got like yeah. my arm like mm. but sometimes I am able to be like, wait, I recognize this before. I feel like I close my eyes and I almost go through that little filing cabinet in my brain. And I'm like, okay, I have feedback that I overcame this yeah. before. 
overcome the business obstacle. So, okay, another issue came in, no problem. Let me go to that part of me that was so strong and resilient and understanding and how did I respond? What did I do? Was I sitting or was I more like, okay, you know what? Surrender, have faith. And that's that's when, that's what repetition causes. So discipline yeah. builds repetition. And that repetition is gonna build the confidence of knowing I've been here before. I know, yeah. I know what I gotta do now, right? Yeah. So. It forms it forms that habit, so yeah, definitely, yeah, it's definitely important. Um, before I want to ask a few questions about like your expertise on social media, but before yeah. we get into that, I want to go into the finance section. I know there's a post that uh that you have pinned in your Insta- Instagram, I believe it is, where you made your first year you made a hundred thousand dollars, but then yeah. like deducting all the taxes and all the all the investment that you did on like coaching and all of that, um you ended up making like 30,000, I believe in profit. So how, how was that? Like, um, like when you saw the numbers, like how, how was that? How was your reaction? Um, and then, yeah. yeah. Great question. So when, and, and again, when I mentioned this at the very beginning of the podcast, when you start a business, people are going to think you're going to make so much money. Yeah. It's so easy. Money's going to come and just hit you. And I'm just going to spend it because that's what I got. To do. So that's exactly what I did. Honestly, I made so much money. I had a great business model. I did the right things. I was having the right clients. I was burnt out like crazy. But I was also um, I wasn't smart with my money. And, you know, when you're I was a little bit younger. I mean, it wasn't that long ago, but um, you see money come and you get really excited and it excites mm-hmm. you. But that's where, I mean, for me, I right now I'm praying, praying that God reveals to me stewardship and the understanding of money when you understand mm-hmm. how to steward your money. And I think at, a, at that point in that season in my, in my life, it was so much about making the money that I wasn't focused on keeping the money, mm-hmm. different things. Mm-hmm. Um, I was so discouraged when I did my financials and I was like, oh my gosh, I made so much money. I had, I did everything I wanted to do, by the way. I was like, yeah, I'm eating out. And that came to me gaining so much weight. Um, I was splurging on everything that I wanted to get because I was making money. I was working hard, but I knew that this was a part of my stewardship. And so now this year kind of looking into it, I'm like, this money isn't really mine. It is a vessel to do multiple things. Mm -hmm. So um, that's why like last year I wasn't really investing in anything. I mean, I was paying for all these things. I paid so much money in medication last year of like antibiotics, vitamins. It was because my health was crumbling. I paid a lot of money in things that, you know, probably weren't, um, were just fulfilling me at the moment. Mm -hmm. And then also, I mean, tax reductions, like all those things that I put in the post, like those are real. Those are real. And the first year of my business, I invested in everything. You could have sold me whatever. You could have sold me a thousand dollar glass of water just because oh, you could have wow. this out the line and it had all the benefits. Like I would have done it. it was so, um, but that's where you got to have wisdom. And so, uh, yeah, it was a hard year last year. I, again, made the money. I did the things I got to do a lot of, I had a lot of incredible opportunities, but it came with a cost and it came with a price. Um, and now it's like, when you know better, you do better. And, um, and it's ultimately comes down to, um, like being wise. Uh, there's a parable in the Bible of, uh, uh, of the coins and I won't go into it, but um, it's really about stewarding and how do you steward your money and how can you come back and, and be a vessel where money is, your your money is landing on good soil and you're able to mm. produce fruits of that, right? So I think that's definitely uh, something that I always tell people is like a lot of my clients make, uh, when, 
I, I have a coaching program, uh, one of them, and I helped my client go from $3,000 to $15,000 to $24,000 months. Oh, wow. um, now that was a great jump, but you can make all the money, but you don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. And that's when tithing comes in you know, saving for your future, having a backup financial plan. I mean, saving up for taxes. Like it's crazy how many things we don't know. And I'm grateful that I do have my sisters, my, um, our bookkeeper. So she supports me with a lot of those things. But at the end of the day, like it is about wisdom. It is so much about wisdom. And it was a hard year. Like to see those numbers, it was like, okay. Like I definitely lived pretty lavish, but there was no money to my and yeah. I mean, making six figures is great, but if you're not keeping six figures, then it literally doesn't mean anything. Yeah, yeah. How How is that? I probably should have asked that before I asked that question, but how is your relationship with money before? Um, and then now that you've know, now that you had that experience, like how has it evolved and what are you doing to, what are like some three, four um, advices that you could give on, on money that you're doing now where it's like it really has helped your business and your personal life because not just just business yeah I feel like my relationship with money was equivalent to my relationship with Ben I think it's like a really like somebody uh this this woman uh Vanessa um she has a company called Mintworthy and she teaches women how to you know manage their finances and she said what's your relationship like your relationship with money tell me about your relationship with the men in your life or the women in your life and that's literally what it was. It was messy. It was toxic. Oh my gosh. Like when, when I thought about that, I was like, my relationship with money uh, for the longest time was so much of scarcity. Like when you come, like we moved from Columbia to here and all I saw my parents fighting about was money. And so yeah. when I grew up, all I thought about was money and making money and having more and doing more. And so I had it all. And mm-hmm. so I spent it because it was about, okay, well, great. Like my parents were always fighting about money and not being able to have all these things. Well, now I have them. So now I spend them. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I always said like my relationship with money was so equal to the relationship with the men in my life. Like mm-hmm. I would spend lots of money. I would spend lots of time doing so many things that, you know, weren't serving me. It wasn't what God had for me. Um, it was toxic. It came and it went. <laughs> like, um, so it was definitely not, um, not good. Now where my mind is, is again, like I said, money is a, a form of stewardship. If God is blessing me with clients, if I'm being blessed with uh, people and, you know, whenever I think of me getting a new client, I think of like, wow, like I'm, they steward their finances and poured into me and trust yeah. me with their money. They trust me with their money. That's what they're doing for me to help them and support them. So I, I see it that way. I see, um, I mean, it's for me right now, it's really important for me to be wise with every money that comes in and out, not from a scarcity perspective, but because I also just invested in a property. And so I'm making new investments in my life that, I mean, I'm growing up, I'm, I'm going to move out from my house one day and I'm going to have nothing. And so I have to be smart and intentional with everything that I do. Um, yesterday I was saying like, you know, for $78, I could have gotten an appetizer or a meal, but instead I $78, maybe my breakfast, lunch, and dinner from Monday to Wednesday. And it's not because I don't have the money. I can go out and eat all three days, mm-hmm. but it's smart for my health, for my finances and for the life that I want to create. And so, Ooh, yeah. um, right now I'm making sure that all my thoughts, my beliefs and the actions that I'm doing align with the purpose that God has for me. And although I may not know it all, I don't know the full picture of where I'm going. I just know that. Okay. Well, if I'm, let me, let me just give an example. Um, 
somebody who has a million dollars and has a house and has a kid and has all the things they have successful businesses um they now they're at the position where they can splurge and spend so if i'm looking at them i'm like okay they might not be worried about the money because they got all the assets and all the things but to get there they had to have some point of surrender and discipline and that's where i'm at because there is like success requires sacrifice and so yeah you know i i'm i like the property stuff, the investing, um, it all comes like, I, I have so much peace with it because I'm like, you know what? Um, God does trust me with his, with his people and with businesses and with clients. And so I know that the money that I receive, I have to be smart with what I do with it. Savings, mm -hmm. emergency funds, pouring back into people, giving, being generous. Um, and then obviously, yeah, here and there I get to spoil myself and buy myself cute clothes and do the things, but not as much as I was doing before. Let me tell you that. <laughs> yeah. I think, I think that's something I also have to learn too. There's uh, I did a, a money coach session with Gabby, one of the girls I, I interviewed. And one of the things uh, she told me was to have some value categories where for savings. So it's, um, for me, I have my like going out savings, my emergency fund, taxes, um, investments. There's like education. Cause I love, I love like buying courses. And that's something, another thing I gotta be intentional about. Cause I could, you could send me a course and I will buy it for you if I have the money. Like I, so I really gotta be intentional with that. And then yeah. I think there's a few others that I created recently, but yeah, it's definitely like, and then that limits like you could say limits me in a way, but not in a negative way or like, okay, I could spend this much because I also have certain goals that I want to meet. So I, I, so it's like knowing, knowing what your goals are, it, it really helps out. You have to know where you want to go in order to yeah. like, for me, if I'm trying to lose weight right now, do you really think it's hard for me to be going out and eating every single day? Absolutely <laughs> no. Also, if I have a payment that I have to make for construction that needs to be built, do you think I have any business doing unintelligent things with my money no and because i know that i want to be able to invest more in my business with equipment with mm -hmm. staffing like of course there's things that just like so i love that you said like a value um i actually bought these envelopes it's so funny that they're sitting here still <laughs> unopened okay unopened that i was gonna fill with each category of the things that i wanted to spend my money on mm -hmm. and you know it's not from a scarcity perspective i think it's more from this is the freedom that i have with money but like yeah. I said, stewardship. So how can I be intentional with what I spend? Um, mm -hmm. Ultimately, uh, what you put your money into is also things that you, you value and you're connected to. So that's also, yeah. that's really important. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think another thing I'll add to that is that something I've learned is that money is energy. So it goes back with inten intentionality because if you, if your intention is in a scarcity mindset, then that's what you, that's what's gonna, that's what's gonna come to you. And then, yeah, what you're receiving. And then if you're have if you have an abundance mindset, then you're gonna attract more money. Whether you're gonna give it and you're gonna spend it or you're gonna invest it on something that you value, but it's gonna come back because your intention with it was genuine. So yeah, I think that's that's definitely and that's an important thing and something that I, because I made that mindset or more intentional actions with that or like more intentional thoughts. This month I actually made uh, quite. A good amount of money on the job that I'm in because I it's based on tips so because of the energy that I had in there I I made yeah. good money so I could definitely see how money is energy and and the more abundance mindset definitely you attract more yeah and I think you need to show up as the person of the service you're going to receive right mm -hmm. don't expect don't expect don't 
don't wait until you get paid to act paid. Like I yeah. think people, people like I experienced this before where I'll be like chatting with somebody in the DMs or I want to work with them. And it's like, um, they don't show up until the money's there. And then it's like, great. Mm. Like acts of service all the time. That's why I post so much valuable content. Yeah. I'm okay with posting a lot of free content because this is the same level of value. If not more, I'm going to give my clients when they pay. Um, mm. and, I always say like you did say like money is energy but it's also something that it's going to continue to flow so when a lot of yeah. people say yeah services are expensive everything is expensive well i mean we do pay netflix we do play subscriptions mm -hmm. we pay all these different things that we're so easily able to yeah. get to but what about the things that are actually serving us or what about mm -hmm. the actually desire um last month I, I was paying my personal trainer and i was saying like oh my gosh like this is expensive and then i also looked at my financials of like how much money i spent on food and i was like oh my gosh like not a match like like <laughs> triple how much i was spending on food versus how much my personal trainer was and i was like what are the things that i value so even when people are investing in my service or i'm investing in in a coaching service or they're investing in working with me monthly or for intensives or the VIP content day, mm -hmm. it is expensive. I'm not going to lie. I have a four figure investment and it's about to double. Um, oh. And, but I'm so open with my prices because what I give to people is time freedom. What I give to people mm -hmm. is content for the rest of the month so that the rest of the month they can focus on their business. They can not be stressed about social media. They can be working in the areas that bring them money alongside the social media that we create together. And so when they're investing in me, I know that this is, you know, like this is going to produce fruit in a different area of their life. Some people come and help you with coaching and you see physical results. Some people help you with finances and you or coaching or therapy and you receive mental results. Yeah. There's a lot of different areas that you're going to reap the rewards when you pay. And so mm -hmm. sometimes me paying you doesn't mean that I'm going to receive the same money back. It may mm -hmm. look like in a different form, but it's still things that money can't buy mm -hmm. because the amount of freedom, like if, for example, my client was able to focus and, and go out of her first vacation with her family for two weeks because her social media was taken care of and she was able oh, to make wow. $20,000 that month. So it was like, it's not even so much about the money for me. I was like, Hey, the money was great, but girl, you got a vacation, you got freedom, you got time, you got to relax. And that's a lot of things. A lot of people don't get to do. So yeah. I think that that's like super, super impactful to note, um, and, and define where your money's going, where your energy is going. And then also what you're receiving on the other side. Is it a, is it a match to the things that you want is the energy that you're receiving back from the things that you're paying and sewing into producing mm -hmm. some sort of fruit. If it's not, then you should stop paying into that. Cause if you're paying somebody and you're not receiving some sort of value in exchange, yeah. it's the um, wrong thing. Yeah. It's the wrong thing. Yeah, for sure. And it goes back to being, being in alignment, like thoughts, feelings and like actions. Yeah. yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, I think that's a good way to end the finance, the finance section. I think that that was, it goes a lot with intentional intentionality and, um, yeah. So, Let's go into the skills and your expertise on content creation and like being a marketing strategist. I do have like exact questions that I do want to ask. Um, so my first question is for people who are struggling with creating content, at least like maybe it's a bit for me like, where like I'm not really a social media person. Like I could forget to be in social media for days. Like I'm not I don't have an addiction to social media. So because of that, I forget to post my content. So is there any advice that like for people who have a similar situations to mine or is it like a mindset shift that we got to do 
um or do we just gotta schedule it like what what is it that we have to do to be more consistent with posting on social media i think you just labeled being consistent with social media as an addiction so i think okay like you mentioned like I have an addiction to social media so i nod on it <laughs> social media doesn't mean you have an addiction right and on social media doesn't mean you have an addiction so i think people really attach so many labels to social media and it's like it's toxic it consumes me it's an addiction it's this <laughs> and that and that so you're creating that belief for yourself to be honest i and i don't mean to sound like i come across really strong yeah. but when a lot of people tell me you know social media is just so toxic i'm like what are you watching that is toxic <laughs> like what are you consuming like <laughs> My page is all food and nails right now, and um, and uh, and and wash cabinetry. Okay, mm. so what are you consuming that you are allowing that consume you so much? Okay. Um, some people say like, yeah, well, it's a, it's addicting. It just makes me addicted, and so I just refuse to go on it. Period. Well, why, mm. why do you do that to yourself? Like, <laughs> so what is something that you can set instead of feeling that addiction? Mm -hmm. Could you schedule it so you're not on it, or right. could you? Set some moments in your day to say or week that this is a part of your business because mm -hmm. while admin is important, emails are important, yeah. tax is important. Let's look into like a uh, like a brick and mortar business. Opening doors, cleaning is important. You know, um, you know, going through stock and merchandise is important. Social media needs to be a part of your daily method of operations. It's part of your yeah. DMO. If you're not doing it, if you're not using it, and it's a part, and it's a vessel, and it's a unit. And it's a platform that makes you money you should be on it yeah. and you get to decide you're probably not counting stock items and saying like oh my god this is so toxic like this is consuming me no because you know it brings you money you know you need to know the okay. amount of stock you have in your items the amount of stuff that's going in your store the amount of things that are coming in and out you know that and so mm -hmm. you make that you're on the machine whatever you got to do to scan and do all the things it's the same thing with social media Oh. Um, for me, because this is the business that I have, I live in and breathe social media. I also set times for myself. There's things that I don't post. There's things that I do post. There's content that I know is going to be valuable to others. And so I share it, but I also have time where I'm just embracing and experiencing the moment that I have okay. because I don't relate being on social media to an addiction. I also mm -hmm. don't relate to being consuming. I relate it to providing opportunities and sharing information. And that's the same right. people have this thing about selling, like selling is so cringy. Selling is so hard to me. Sharing is, I mean, selling, I don't even call it selling. I say I'm advising somebody. I'm also sharing information because I said it in a previous video. It's so easy for us to talk about our Amazon items, but not our business because mm. we're being salesy. Well, you just yeah. sold somebody else's business and you out here making all these people <laughs> some money. So yeah. I think it's really good that that reframing your thought around the things that you're doing and the things that you're doing are going to start changing for you. you're going to start looking yeah. at like wow i've posted three times instead of one today i've posted mm -hmm. i posted every single day on my story this week and i have never done that and look at all the feedback that i got look at this information that i got so i really think it's a matter of like how are you allowing yourself to view things and then do you expect them to change if you're viewing something as toxic well the toxicity is going to continue to come up because you either yeah. control things or you let them control you yeah. and so if you want to start making money and you start want to start getting the right people on your page then you need to also have the right attitude behind it you can't keep complaining mm -hmm. and saying social media doesn't money but you're really not doing anything you can't keep saying mm -hmm. well so i haven't found any of my clients on social media but you're not showing up as what you want your ideal client to be yeah. right so i would say build a 
schedule for yourself, just like you would with this podcast, just yeah. like you would with anything that you do and say, I'm going to give myself an hour and an hour at the beginning may not be enough time for you. So you get to, you get to understand what timing mm. looks like in an hour. I can create my content for a month for my clients. I can do it in five hours. Well, we do a lot more in five hours than I do for myself in, in one hour, but um, you get to ask yourself, like, what can I, what can I put into this hour? How important is it for me? What are the things that I value and how can I showcase this? Or maybe it's throughout the month, the week where, or throughout mm -hmm. the day where you're like, okay, I know I'm, I'm going to be on a call. So for example, I'm on, like I could show up on stories and be like, just finished this uh, podcast. Who's interested mm -hmm. in having me as a podcast on my, on, on your episode and then stay tuned for my podcast. That's going to be launching mm -hmm. sometime soon. <laughs> I don't know when, because you know, the obstacles are real. Um, but I, again, promote myself. Right? I can talk right. about what I'm doing. I can showcase my breakfast, showcase my intentionality, um, showcase my calendar. Um, I just posted a reel this morning. It's like, I'm doing what I need to be doing as my checklist for my business. Next, I was on this podcast. I went to the gym in the morning. After that, I'm going to be doing emails. And then I'm going to be going to a football game. Like, oh, okay. because I was able to be intentional and do the things that maybe at the beginning were hard, but now mm -hmm. it's just a part of like, it's been engraved. So eventually it's going to be just another thing for habit free. You're going to know, yeah. okay, I'm going to be filming this one second on my tripod and we're doing it. Right? Yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, I think that really makes sense. Because I, I don't see social media as toxic, for sure. Like, I don't have any toxic, like, um, it's mostly, like, business tips, mindset mindset stuff. So, yeah, it was definitely that shift of uh, it being intentional or, oh, I forgot what you said, but it was um, providing yeah. providing uh, providing value with the information that you're putting out, with the content that you're putting out. So, I think that's that kind of leads to my other question because, at least for me, I also have a lot of ideas on... I think even now I have like uh, an idea or like kind of like a series I want to do, but mm -hmm. executing the the content, um, like I don't know how to. How, how would you like? I don't know how to record it for it to come out as a way the way that I would want it to, or I guess like yeah. my question would be like for those who have those ideas out like in their in their head, what advice would you give them, in order to like make that into an actual like video is there any like tips i do a little visual for you and i know the people that are listening to this on audio might not be able to see this but um i have this for free on my platform it's called the content creation mind map i have tons of resources on my website i call it a mind map my brain thinks in webs okay so let me just do this here um yeah so i'll definitely leave your links on the website for those who want to go so i either do it this way or you can do it this way up to okay. you but this is going to be your the content so outcome i always think about this first okay. i always think about sorry especially with my clients i think what do i want this video to have at the end is it going to showcase inspiration education value like what's the purpose of this content all right i think of that so like you said you have so many great ideas. Okay, what's that idea? Put that right here. Put it right in this box. Because then you're going to ask yourself, well, what am I going to have to film? Right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to have to film Sophia speaking this, Sophia saying this, Sophia this, this. Maybe there's a sound bite of that. Maybe I need to film somebody putting this soap into their hand. Right? So you start to cast the vision. Okay. Then you ask yourself, well, what's the mood like? Like, am I going to be doing it very like light? Mm -hmm. Is it going to be airy? Is it going to be dark? Is it going to be saturated? Like, so I film exactly how I want this to look. Okay. 
And then lastly, like sounds or caption or all of that. Like I figure all that out before. Why? Because I'm, this is what I want. So why am I going to just like okay. aimlessly film or aimlessly create when I already know what I want? I know I want okay. the video. For example, the recent video I just posted, right, was about a VIP experience with me. How I filmed it was exactly how I saw it in my head. I want to capture me and the client one-on-one. -on -one. Me walking in, I already had it. I'm going to take a video of me walking in. I'm going to take us filming, um, us, like, me, me showing him the clothes he's going to wear. Because these are all part of the, the experience, which I want people to feel from watching this video. Mm -hmm. So ask yourself, what do you want people to feel? What do you want them to see? And then how are you going to execute that vision, right? So you're you're already going to have the outcome. And so whatever way you decide to do this, maybe this is at the bottom. If you're somebody who thinks the opposite of me, um, maybe you're thinking first, like all the shots that you're, you're going to take, right? I also have a, a $9 checklist on my platform as well, which has the full checklist of what you can do. So maybe you're going to write down all the things that you're going to do, how people are going to feel and how you're going to record it. And then you come up with the concept after you've done all that. That doesn't work for me. I come up with the end result first and yeah. then I and then I go backwards. Like my brain thinks very backwards. So yeah. I suggest that because then you're no longer going to either film without a vision or you're going somewhere without knowing what you're gonna do. And then you're gonna be upset that you didn't get the shots that you wanted because you didn't plan for it. And I always say when you plan what did I, I don't even know what I think now. I'm tired. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I'm like, I feel like my brain's like, I'm like talked out. When you, um, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So for me, before okay. shoots before all my clients, I have a checklist. I have my mind map done. I have their strategy created because I'm going to this shoot intentional mm -hmm. what is going to be created and what's going to be executed. All right. All right. That makes sense. Yeah. Because for me, at least like right now, because another thing is that I don't, feel like I have a lot of value to give like I don't have an expertise on something so like because <laughs> like for me um yeah like, I just don't I feel like I'm not someone that could give advice on something besides my own experience so for me one of the things I want to do one of one of the things I want to do is um kind of create content on like how to be an independent adult or like the things that you got to learn to become an independent adult at least like like cooking, um, how to clean properly, like your house, like and not just like physical stuff, but also like mental stuff, like your room, um, like there's that that saying where like your room, how your room is, that's how your your mind is. So Absolutely. a messy room, it's exactly a messy room is is exactly how my brain is right now, fried, <laughs> <laughs> like a tornado. So I you feel gotta it. clean it up, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like you know stuff like that. So because of that, I want to have like that. I want to create that type of content, like because it's gonna be a learning experience for me. And then sharing it as well. So it's going to provide some type of value for me. So what's stopping you from doing that? The the execution, like the actual filming, how to how to film it. Because um, there's also that, that mindset of like it has to be aesthetic or... Are these yeah, things that you want on a daily basis? The, which the... You would be creating content about, about being like an adult, like cooking, cleaning. Cooking, yeah. Those, those are things I do on a daily basis. So I just have to record it. I would just record. Press record. <laughs> Like, don't worry about being aesthetic. You do this on a daily basis. That's even easier. Like, you have to go. <laughs> if you were faking it, like, I would understand if you're like, oh, like, I don't cook. I have a chef. But, like, I'm, gonna, uh, I'm just going to, like, do a little cooking for a video. That's going to take some effort, right? But you do this mm -hmm. on a daily basis. Grab your phone. Literally put it right here, and you're going to start to cook. This is actually why I landed one of my – I landed up a pretty big partnership for six months with HelloFresh. 
because oh, I would wow. always go on and film myself cooking and they were like oh can we just send you food and like you know it was a paid collaboration oh, wow. so I got some but see if you don't post you never know what's yeah. going to come out of it. just trust that what you have is valuable enough that you, mm-hmm. you have the fanciest word you don't have to talk the longest um sometimes it's doing one thing is is what is actually important and what gives the most amount of value so that's what i would suggest like really trust mm-hmm. that um, the content you're going to create is valuable to somebody. Maybe it's not valuable to everybody, but you're not meant for everybody, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah for sure. Awesome, awesome, awesome. And there's, I think I have one more question for you for your expertise. Um, I kind of get, it kind of goes with what we just mentioned where, um, oh, I have two questions. So this kind of goes with related to what we just said. But creating that high quality content, is there like any um like tips or another mindset blocks or mindset shift that we gotta uh, make in order not to get stuck in that high like oh we gotta create like good quality good quality content well good quality doesn't just mean video quality right good okay sound and good quality can also be the words that you speak so Mm -hmm. you have to define what quality means to you you can have the dirtiest camera but if your sound is solid like that's great or you can have the worst sound, the worst audio, the worst video, and still have a really great, valuable message. Um, mm-hmm. My first thing would be don't worry so much about having a camera. Um, work, like, just shoot with your phone right now. Like, okay. if finances are a thing, focus on what you have around you. Um, I would say everybody has a wall and everybody has a countertop. Yeah. So, if you and everybody has lights. If I showed you what the rest of my space looked like, you don't have to worry about that. You want to know what's happening on here. But you know that I have a laptop, you know that I have a wall, and I have a light. And it looks really great right now, doesn't it? Yes, yes, it does. Awesome. All that matters. So all that matters. I, I show the reality of filming content because a lot of people think it has to be perfect and it has to be this and it has to be that. Sometimes it's not even the filming, it's the editing. So I also, mm. you know, I'm plugging in my boot camps in here um, because I have a filming and an editing boot camp on my page um and i will also be hosting something coming up soon hopefully so you guys have to stay connected on my platform but the filming is the editing is just as important as the filming you'd have the worst video but if you're a good editor you just change the game you change the game so you don't even have to worry about um so much about the filming it's just like can you it's it, at the end of the day it's storytelling just you're telling mm-hmm. a yeah. i think that that will be like skills that we also got to learn how to do storytelling how to edit better right. and then that's that's when you do your research and that's how the full practice hire someone like me to do it all for you so you don't have to think about the strategy what you're for saying sure. what you're doing. so <laughs> there you go um and then my other question is all right for someone who wants to i, I think this will be my last question before i ask you the last the other last two questions it's um, for someone who wants to be a content uh, creator and marketing strategist or just a content creator in general, like what advice would you give them? What tips, um, especially when they're just getting started, like what's that foundation that they need to build? I would say build your personal brand. Tell people who you are. Tell people mm-hmm. why you're here. And, sh- and, and so tell people who you are. Tell people why you're here and show people what you can do for them. Um, because at the end of the day, if no one knows who you are, and this is to any business owner, if nobody knows who you are, 
if nobody knows how you can help them and if nobody knows what you actually do they will not know how to hire you may be like oh yeah well people know my address or people people have seen one or two videos they they have a photo of me but people need to see things at least seven times in order to buy from them. It's psychological. So you need to show up on your page, start building your personal brand beyond what you, what you have to offer and what you charge for. Build your personal brand so they get to know you so they can learn to trust you. So they can have that impact beyond just working and exchanging in a service with you. Um, I think that is going to be the most important and you're going to notice people are going to work with you based on who you are, not what you have to offer. Tomorrow you can sell a water bottle, you can sell a t-shirt, you can sell toothpaste, you can sell flooring and people will buy from you because of who you are and who you present and what you showcase on here. So um, I think that's that would be my only and one and only tip that's going to make you a lot of money if you leverage it because your personal brand is the most important thing here. All right, can I ask you a question and that's that's more personal that, that goes with the content that I want to create. So, how would you how would you uh create that personal brand or would it be like cuz let's say it's like adult adult stuff, so cleaning, um cooking, uh fitness, health, all that stuff, mindset. How would you would creating that personal brand would that be doing a lot of like talking doing talking videos as well talking about that or like experiences about that besides so this, is like a, this is like a sneak preview of what an intensive with me looks like for an hour so i'm gonna like go through it uh quickly and then if you know if you want to book a call after we can but i wouldn't focus on i would focus on you doing what you do like you said you do this stuff every day this is your life this is the content that you're creating. But I would also want you to share why you're even posting that, why you're even creating that. Like, how did that idea come to mind? Because okay. why like, why would that even resonate to somebody? Share about that. So that doesn't necessarily have to be talking head content. You could film yourself doing a bunch of different things and do it as a B-roll and put text on screen. Mm, you okay. Somebody, maybe you're not somebody who wants to look right at the camera, right? Let's say the camera's here. And let's say I'm filming myself talking to the wall and being like, being an adult is difficult, y'all. Like I can't da 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 and you're talking and you're putting the text on the screen to the camera. It looks like you're talking to somebody, but you're not. You're just shy. You and so you're creating it a different way. It doesn't have to be so stressful. I think really allowing yourself to share again what the platform is about, the kind of content you're gonna be creating, what people can expect and who you are and why you created this, right? Will give a personal touch of why I wanna follow you and of why you resonate more with me than anything else right all right awesome awesome yeah i think i think i'm ready to start creating my content this month awesome all right um my last two questions so the first one is through this whole journey i believe it's three years that you've been in content three years yeah about to be three all right awesome so are these about two about three years what were those like big moments small moments like big wins logos that you were like holy crap i can't I can't believe this happened to me. And if I wouldn't have started this journey, this this business, this wouldn't have happened and I would have missed out. Well, what were those like top three? You have more, share more. Um, I think there were a few, like honestly, every day I wake up and I'm like, God, thank you. Like, thank you. Because I wouldn't be able to like watch my nieces and nephews grow up even though they are growing up so fast and I only see them once in a while like just spending a Saturday instead of not having to go to work like for me it's all about freedom um Mm -hmm. I was also like traveling and didn't I was like 
I wasn't focused on what I was spending or what I was doing. I was just tapping my card, literally knowing as I could. And it was one of those moments that I was like, okay, this might not be the smartest thing, but I'm like, it feels so good that like, I don't have to worry. Um, one of the things that really hit me um, was when I was on TV. So I did a segment on our news TV here. It's called Breakfast Television. And I I never saw myself. I used to watch Breakfast Television. It was the first thing I turned on in the morning when I woke oh. up. My mom would also turn on that TV. So I actually got to bring my mom and my brother with me behind the scenes to the television segment in the morning. Yeah. And I look back at the photos. I'm like, this is surreal. Like, I can't believe I'm here. You know, mm -hmm. this is what perseverance and this is what building a personal brand of value looks like. And and when you show up consistently and when you believe in yourself, uh, you give people the opportunity to believe in themselves as well. Mm -hmm. I was 25. I'm I'm Hispanic. I am a personal, a woman of color. I'm young. Um, I, I came from Colombia. My parents still, you know, they don't have a lot of things, but I'm on TV. It gave other women in the same position the opportunity to believe that that could be them as well and yeah. start pursuing that. Um, another one would be when I signed my papers uh, to have my pre-construction. It's been a dream of mine to have a, and to start investing in something um, and just finally being able to put down like a hefty check, hefty check um and just being like wow like i'm an adult in an economy where every like the world mm -hmm. and every realtor is going to be like you can't afford my god says everything is possible <laughs> for me and so just being able to do that i was like okay wow and then i'm about to host my third my fourth event so uh this in november so it's kind of like surreal in between me speaking on you know platforms like yours um in between of me speaking at other events and being a guest speaker now hosting my own events it's just kind of been that moment of being like wow like i'm just being used and every every time it's just kind of like a different industry a different mm -hmm. approach one time it's a male dominated industry another time it's women another time it's youth and i'm just like so um i'm knowing that although it's hard financially physically emotionally that this is exactly where God wants me to be. And I just want to be, you know, I just want to be used by him. So all these times I'm just like, wow, like these are, these are moments that you kind of look back to and are like, how did I do that? Like, why did God choose me? Why am I here? And so this yeah. is all just part of the pieces that I know there'll be, and I don't mean this in a cocky way or trying to brag, but I know there's going to be more moments like that where I'm yeah. going to just be like, <gasps> like, draw yeah. open, like, I be like, ah. <laughs> Actually, I can't, I can't forget this moment when I got hired by one of these, this woman I look up to so much on YouTube. Um, she used to live here in Toronto. She now lives in Florida and has a beautiful testimony of what God has done in her life. Her name is Joe. Uh, her platform is Grow With Joe. And um, I went to Florida to do her content. And I just sat in the morning before driving over to her place. And I was looking at the waves. It was winter as well. So I was looking at the water crash on the, on the beach and the palm trees and the sun and i just started crying i was oh like oh, i can't <laughs> believe this is happening this is someone i look up to and now i'm going to be working with her and so um it was it was just a matter of so much gratitude of what god can do if you just trust him yeah. and you get to serve and the lives you get to change so i can't wait for more of those moments because i know there's going to be more for um, sure just the beginning yeah i was i was just gonna say that this is just the beginning <laughs> for sure um and then my last question is for those who 
are listening to this and want to start a business, a hobby, a side hustle, whatever it is, a project, whatever it is, but they feel like no se lo merecen, no me lo merezco, that, that phrase. What advice, what tips, what, like if there's anything, a pep talk, what would you tell them? So, and just like for maybe people who don't know what no me lo merezco or me lo merezco means. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve this. I don't deserve this or I do deserve this. Mm -hmm. And it's not a matter of deserving, mm -hmm. okay. right? Because it's almost like I earned this. Like I, <laughs> like I earned this. I worked hard. Like it's like me running a marathon and being like, here's my trophy. I would say it's a journey. It's not a marathon. Yeah. You continue, like you got to keep going. You don't just land somewhere and say, I deserve this. Now I'm stopping. No, because you deserve this, you got to keep going. Mm -hmm. um, and again, there's a, there's um, I, I just, my brain went blank to what I was going to say, but it's not a matter of deserving. I also think um, you need to just remind yourself of who you are mm -hmm. and who God has called you to be. Because when you know that, you, you know that your whole life was already created for you. Your, God has, already has a plan and a purpose for you. And so knowing that it's like, yeah, like, of course I'm here. Like, I, I don't, I like, of course it surprises me being on TV and working with people. And I, I get really excited, but I'm also like, you know, the God that I serve, you know, the plans that he has for me to prosper me and my, the plans for my future. I am his Royal, like all these things come to my mind and I'm like, yeah, like, so anybody that has ever told you you are not worthy of it and you don't deserve it, they also have a plan for them. And so sometimes, let me tell you this, is people will project yes. their inability to show up for themselves, their inability to succeed, their inability to believe in themselves onto you and tell you that you're not worthy, that you don't deserve it. But it's because that's how they feel about themselves. So yeah. use this ammo to show them <laughs> what is possible for them. Not to brag it in their face, but sometimes people just need that opportunity for them to see someone that looks like them, walks like them, talks like them, or has been in their in their vicinity and their surroundings to be like, wow, she did it, I can do it too. Wow, I remember yes. when she wasn't going to get there and now she did. Now because she did it, I can do it too. So your testimony and the reason why you are doing what you're doing isn't just for you. It's also for your generations and it's for the people watching around you. So take don't take this lightly that you do deserve this. You're walking in miracles. You're walking into exactly where you're supposed to be. And it's not because um, anyone's any more deserving than me. We're just working hard. Yeah. I don't, I'm more deserving than anybody else on this earth. I would be lying. I just think that I'm working really freaking hard and trusting God with literally all I got. Like I don't got nothing. So God take it all. And that's, I think what's going to, um, end my let on his podcast that as I was listening to, to today was what's going to take you average to extraordinary. And it's just one thing. And it's just you doing the things that other people are not willing to do. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of maybe what would separate you from, and it's not a matter of deserving. We are so worthy of so much. Like yeah worth does not come from that's another thing i would say our worth does not come from the things that we have the yeah. money that we hold the people we work with our worth comes from the one who gave us his worth like he called mm -hmm. us worthy and so when you know that your identity is rooted in worth and all of that i just like there's no greater feeling of course i get upset when i don't get clients of course i get upset when somebody calls me names of course you know i get upset when i break up with my exes you know like it sucks it sucks okay yeah. but other than that, I don't think my my worth is 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 dependent on the things that I can do here. Yeah. Um, it's uh, or or I just think it's it's exactly and rooted into what God has asked me to do, and so I just continue doing that. I continue sharing His goodness. I continue working on myself, um, yeah. 
I continue pouring back and doing good things for people. And I, and I continue to be, try to love and hold grace for myself and others as well. And that's all we can really do. Oh, that's awesome. I, I think what you just said is something I had to, I, I had to hear. So, or listen to it definitely, I'm pretty sure that this, this, uh, pep talk definitely helped somebody out because definitely helped me out. Um, I want to thank you, Sophia, for being here. I really, really, really enjoyed this conversation. I definitely learned so much and I'm definitely going to implement a lot of the things that you mentioned here, especially for my social media. So I really hope, I'm pretty sure it's going to help somebody out as well. Um, for those who want to go see your content, your social media, so want to go book a call, um, you said you have a coaching program. So if they want to learn more about that, um, where can they find you? If you go on my web. Oh, sorry. Yeah. yeah, so my website is www.sofiaguilar.ca. Um, okay. So when you go on there, you can book a call with me. You can fill out an application. Um, my VIP days are available to anyone around the world. Um, I have online one-on-one intensives, um, strategies. I do work with uh, corporate as well. So if you're an agency, a uh, company who requires strategy, um, support, consulting, I also do that as well. Um, but the essence is just serving you. So if you want to get in contact with me, send me a DM. Uh, just send me a message. Send me a voice note. I love voice notes. Um, I will also be launching my podcast real soon as well. So you can also get some value there. But on my Instagram, you can find anything from my faith to my business to personal life and just really enjoy like living with me through my stories. I showcase everything that I do on a daily basis. Let's get to know each other um, and anything that you guys need. And I mean it, whether it's prayer, um, whether it's community, whether it's strategy, whether it's content creation, um, I'm here. Um, and so I'm just so excited for this podcast to launch and this conversation to happen to show you that um, things are possible. And yes. I'm just another person, to be honest, on this earth um, that has just blindly and faithfully trusting God um, with everything, but that has also been through it. Like my life hasn't all, all been like this all the time. Mm -hmm. so yeah. You get the chance to go on my Instagram. You can also watch the pin post at the top that talks about my journey um, and just get to know me. So yeah, I'm really excited. Mm -hmm. Thank you for having me. Oh, awesome. I can't wait to have you back and then coming here and saying, oh, I got a million dollar business. Like I got this, there's all these big awesome. moments. Yes, I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. And I, and hopefully it's soon, like next year, like I'll be like, hey, Sophie, I made a million dollar business. Um, but yeah, uh, thank you again so much. I really enjoyed the conversation. I'll definitely leave the links before, um, before below. And for those who are listening, don't forget to leave us a review on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Or if you're watching this on YouTube, subscribe, comment, share, like, all that, because that supports the podcast as well. And with that being said, thank you again, Sophia. And thank you, everybody who listened, watched. And I'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Attention entrepreneurs and business owners, are you struggling to get your message out to the world? Looking for a program that is designed to help you create, launch, and scale your digital business with confidence? Whether you're just starting out like me or looking to scale your business, this program has the tools and resources you need to make it happen. So if you're ready to take your business to the next level, check out my link today. On Melomeresco Podcast and associated entities, all information provided is for general information purposes only and does not constitute accounting, legal, tax, or other professional advice. Listeners should not act upon the content or information found here without first seeking appropriate advice from an accountant, financial planner, lawyer, or other professional. 
We assume no responsibility for information contained on this podcast and associated entities and disclaim all liabilities with respect to such information, including but not limited to any liability for errors, inaccuracies, or omissions, or misleading or defamatory statements. Usage of this podcast and associated content constitutes and explicits an understanding and acceptance of the terms of this disclaimer.